You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, and online at fanstreamsports.com and the Fanstream Sports app. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Well, Ulysses, we are five days away. Well, I guess technically four days away because there will be games on Thursday. So we are nearing real baseball, MLB baseball. Can't wait for it. And with that, uh, we're going to get back into some routine segments, including what we learned from the weekend. That'll be a recurring Monday segment. And there were a lot of things, comings and goings. Over the course of this past weekend, baseball related. So I will let you go ahead and start with your observations, what you learned, any uh, news and notes that that really jumped out to you over the past couple of days. Yes, uh, I'll start with the biggest one, I think, uh, in Ray's country is that we have an opening day starter. And that is Charlie Morton. Okay, It wasn't Trevor Richards. What? What is going <laughs> know, on I, here? Huge uh, mistake. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, no, it's uh, it's great. You know, wh- uh, you know what what a career this guy has had. The lowest of lows, the highest of highs, and, and it's so cool that a 36 year old gets his first opening day start uh, on what could be his last season. If I put money on it, uh, quick prop bet, uh, it probably won't be his last season. Right. I think he'll he'll go for 2021. But it's really cool though. That that the Rays uh, in cash specifically kind mm-hmm. of said, you know what? Let's just start with somebody who knows how to keep cool under pressure. He did it last year multiple times, especially in the wild card in the ALDS game three at the Trop. So give him the ball. And apparently, when Cash said, "Hey, you're my opening day starter," Charlie in 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 very Charlie fashion, he just shrugged and said, "Okay." Yeah, that seems very Charlie Morton-esque and well-deserved and fully expected. I think it had to be done. Who was there all the time for you last season and key and the legitimate ace for you last season? It was Charlie Morton. And I think he's going to be the oldest opening day starter in Rays history and one of the oldest in MLB history, too. So that's a pretty big accomplishment for Mr. Morton. I'm just looking forward to seeing that high-spinning curveball, working the two-seamer, off of that, love seeing those highlights. And he seems to me like he might be able to go the distance early on more so than some of the other guys, more so than Tyler Glass now, more so than probably Blake Snell. So he seems to be in line for a pretty decent outing opening day. And God, I, I just want to, I want to be like Charlie Morton. He's, he's like a Renaissance man almost. Not only he is really he is. a great yeah. pitcher, but he plays guitar He's a songwriter. He's building kitchen tables. He's got four kids. He's a grill master, and he's a great leader 
from all intents and purposes. So, dude, I mean, can we, like we a, all should be more like Charlie Morton, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Dude is like a Ron Swanson that does sports, you know, yes. at, a, at a professional level. Now it's awesome. So it's really, really cool. That was my biggest takeaway. And, and, and just, just happy that, that, that it actually gets, you know, yes. official. Because Follow we all, up we all, on that. Yeah. You know who's going to be the number two, at least for Ooh. this first series? I'm going to go with Tyler Glass now. Well, they say it's going to be Ryan Yarbrough who's going to get the, the start. Well, will you look at that? That's an interesting development. I think that tells you who they think can give you more depth. Yes, right I now. agree. And also maybe a different look from Morton, lefty, soft tosser. You're, you're facing a Blue Jays lineup that, quite frankly, hits the cover off the ball, and you might want to mitigate some of that hard contact there. Or it's just a I case like of... Or it's just like a case that. of, you know, maybe he's more prepared than maybe definitely Tyler Glass now because of the COVID-19 thing. Blake Snell, we know he's playing a lot of video games. You know, <laughs> oh I, I think my it's, I've, God. I've got a couple, I don't know about conspiracy theories, but ideas behind this. It could be a thing of rewarding Ryan Yarbrough for being, being available all of last year. Check. And maybe yes. also a motivational thing for Blake Snell. Who knows? Check. I like that. I'll add another thing, too. Okay. You are facing the Blue Jays in the first season and the first um, series of the Mm -hmm. season, which means that why would you keep going with the pitchers? You know, ultimately, you'd want every series or every um, opponent that you're going to be facing in this weird Mm 60-game season – they only get one or two looks at each pitcher. Right. That, so that's maybe a this is also another way of like, hey, let's put Yarbrough in here, and then maybe at the end we can just flip a couple guys so that you know we have off days. Right now, if we put Yarbrough here, and then we need to face the Jays again, and Yarbrough's you know coming up with the start, we can delay his start, put Glass now in. He they haven't seen Glass now. I think that also mm-hmm. um, is you know. Part of the conspiracy theory right. here. Or maybe you're just trying to save Blake Snell for the Atlanta series, which is the second series of the season. There you go. We know they're There's both a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. Either yeah. way, I, 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 I'm not upset with it one way or the other. The I main the thing rewarding. is getting Charlie Morton as number one. Yes. I love the rewarding aspect of, yeah. for Yarbrough from 2019, and I love the competition factor for Blake to get his uh, head in the game. I don't think he'll need it, but it's always nice yes. to give a little push. Um, My number two takeaway of the of um this weekend was we got some guys back and i love these guys that venezuelan bump yanni chirinos mm-hmm. jose cafecito martinez is back they're both back uh after covid19 scares for both of them um but they're good they're healthy yeah. and apparently according to kevin cash they're they're both good to go uh for opening day cafecito might be a little bit you know hesitant but from what we've heard today, uh, looks good. I think they're going to both yeah. be on the opening day roster, and that's nothing but good news for the race. The good thing, too, is from what they said is they had very mild symptoms. Mm-hmm. So I think it was just a matter, okay, we just got to do this as a precaution thing. Stay home. If you feel like you're still healthy enough and up to get your work in or do some workouts, go ahead and do it and you know, not overexert yourself, but if you're still able to stay in some kind of shape, go for it, go for it. And I mean, Chirinos, we mentioned it. He showed up to the voluntary workouts looking good, looking in shape, 
dropping some and weight. He looked like a new man, Yanni Chirinos. That's what's going to help him because apparently he had uh, symptoms for a week, but he was able to still run around and 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 do some weightlifting mm-hmm. to keep his arm in shape. So I I think from what they've said, he's going he's farther along. Uh, than Cafecito, because Cafecito apparently didn't do anything right. for the 14 days that he was quarantined. So in, they're in different stages, but Chirinos and Glass now apparently are in the same path right now. That's huge. They're on the same path. So that's awesome. That's huge. Yeah. And so that means you got your five. You've got yes, your you five do. starters. And if you can add Trevor Richards into that, I mean, we're still missing McKay, but you got your you got your rotation, and, and that's really nice. And if you get that big bat... Um, to to face against the lefties and Cavacito to be in an opening day roster, more power to you. So we're down to the missing two now: Randy Rosarina and Brendan McKay. That's Do you right. think they have COVID? When when the team makes an announcement, Rosarina's back with the team, McKay's back with the team. Will it also add subhead? They had COVID nineteen, dealing with COVID nineteen symptoms. One hundred and nineteen percent. I agree. They have COVID. Yeah. Um, Let me say this about Jose Martinez. The only thing I think he'll be able to step back in and swing the bat. Well, I think the biggest thing about missing as much time as he did was he wasn't able to get as much work on the field or get any work on the field, because that's really been the, the sticking point with Jose Martinez is his glove or lack thereof it. So trying to get those extra reps at first base or in corner outfield, I don't think they would ever stick him in corner outfield or really have to, but just being able to get some more reps at first base or whatever they're going to, they were going to try to do with them losing a couple of weeks like that, I think hurts a little bit. I agree. But how about maybe that makes it easier to juggle so many guys. So now you can just take off, that he's just your DH chart and, first, okay. and he's just a DH. And, and so maybe that makes it a little bit easier, but do I do a, maybe for the first couple of weeks, he won't see the field and mm-hmm. then he'll do his work pre game, you know, to, to get his glove in order. But yeah, I do think it'll, uh, he'll won't be playing the field as much. In Look, the, beginning the, of the, the thing with the Rays is they, they've stuck pitchers at first base and even third right. base at times for an inning <laughs> or two. So I think they'll find a way to put Jose Martinez where he needs to be placed. They've got five infielders, uh, you know, right now, yeah. sometimes in, during inter-squad and two outfielders. So I think it'll be fine no matter if he has a glove or not. His, his um, position should be small forward or power <laughs> forward. That, that's what he should be doing. Uh, right. carrying a bat in his hand. All right. Uh, long legs. Um, my third... Um, big thing from the weekend is fan interaction. So I, as you know, I shouted out on last week's ep- uh, episode that we were one away uh-huh. from getting to that triple digits in Instagram. And guess what, buddy? We did it. That's all. We're at triple digits. Yes. And Alexander Stefan from Puerto Rico awesome. was number 100. Uh, so that's awesome. Thank you, Alexander. Uh, for for listening to us and 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 following us on Instagram, and we also got a new addition not only in Instagram but on Twitter, with with a little bit of a prop bet. It's, yes, uh, Phil McRae from uh, El Salvador. Man, we are global. We are global uh-huh. on the Locked On Rays podcast. We're about as diverse as MLB. We've got fans in Australia, El Salvador, Puerto Rico. All over the country. You know it. Canada, a lot of Canadian fans. UK? The UK, yeah. Man. Come on. Yes, uh, Phil McRae, um, 
So we did our uh, over under episode. What was it? Thursday. He yes. presents one to us. Kevin Kiermeyer over under finishes the regular season with five home runs and 10 stolen bases. Interesting. A five ten, a five ten for KK. Is he going to be healthy? That is the big question. I, I mean, if key. he's healthy enough to play what should be fifty games, I'm a hundred percent sure he makes this. He makes this. But I also wondered. But too, will he play fifty games? Will he yeah. play the actual fifty games? I'm not even asking for sixty. Fifty games, he can do this. But yeah, you know, what's funny is the sign of how many injuries the Rays had last year. Kevin Kiermeyer was like fifth most or fourth most in games played last year with like 120 something. I think how crazy is that? I'm going to take the over on that. I'm definitely going to take the over on the home runs. Um, No, no way. I think it's going to be on the opposite. On the opposite. He's going to do well in the stolen and the stolen bases, but he'll he'll barely make it to the home runs. Okay, so what I'm are you? Thinking he's going to be like a five twelve guy. Five twelve. That's is that your number? Well, over yes. under, it's got to be over five. So you would have to take the you'd have to take the. I have to there. take six. You're right. Okay, okay, I'll take six and twelve. Six and twelve. Uh, yeah, I think he's more of that guy. Yeah, yeah, I think that's about right. I'll take I'll take seven and twelve. Ooh, pop pop pop. Okay. Oh oh oh! I'll even add this on. Who ends up with more home runs, KK or Mike Zanino? I'll say Zanino. I'm oh, going to say that. Zanino. Oh. Have you seen him hitting bombs? I was assuming he can make contact with the ball. Same thing for <laughs> Kevin Kiermaier, though. But he's got the, the inside the Parker, um, you know, that Zanino does not that have. That is true, yeah. If, the last time Zanino hit an inside the park home run was probably Little League, if I had to guess. Now, yes. does this prop bet hold up? If Kevin Kiermeyer is traded to another team, I guess it does, right? It doesn't specify. Yes, it does. So we would would have to play out the season and see what he comes up with. Yes, but I don't know. I mean, I get the over under. You have to say over. But I mean, I think if KK has five home runs and 10 stolen bases by the, the time that the 60th game is played, I think that's a pretty good season by KK. That is a good five and 10 is a pretty good season. Man, look at that. Phil McRae, if you want to follow him on Twitter, at Phil. We love, again, we'll, we'll shout you out. If you follow us, yeah. interact with us, you can email us. That is also, speaking of listener interaction, we also got an email from our good buddy, Ty McCann, about the cutouts that we discussed last week. Um, he says, gents, if there will be less than 100 cutouts, then count on seeing my ugly mug a lot this season. I haven't been home to watch a Rays game at the Trop in about five years, so this is my chance. Uh, he also go. sent us a picture of his cutout. He looks good, oh I'm telling you. He's gosh, got the Rays yes. jersey on and everything. Uh, also, as a heads up, the reason the Rays do not have different pricing for seats is because every week or so they will move the fans around so everyone gets a chance to sit behind the plate. Okay. That seems more okay. fair. Maybe they're yeah. they're trying to be more fair um, while taking a bit of a hit on money because they could definitely upcharge and say, okay, if you want to be behind home plate, that's 125 bucks or something along Egal- those lines. Egalitarian feel. I love it. Very nice from, from the Rays and, and good uh, content from, from Ty, man. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. We're going to see him behind the plate, you know, t- yelling at Kevin Crash when he, Kevin Crash there does we a go. Kevin Crash thing. 
Could you could you do a cutout of Kevin Cash? Could you just choose to send in like cutouts of players? How weird would that be? Or Stu oh, Sternberg? Be, oh my gosh, that'd be funny. Or like retired players, like throw a James Shields in there or a Carl Crawford. Seth McClung. Just yeah, uh, I'm gonna send a picture mug. of Perry in there. My dog. I mean, yes. it doesn't specify. <gasps> okay. I don't think send send Perry with locked on Ray's gear. Yeah. How can they say no to a dog like that? Come on. Come on. Everybody loves Perry. You want to be dog friendly? Don't they have a dog day at the trap every they year? They have bark at the park, baby. Let's go. Yeah. You you got to be pro dog. You got to. Yeah. Come um, on. Are, those, are those the main things you learned uh, from this yes. weekend? Okay. Definitely. I'll tell you what I learned from this past weekend. But first... It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering all of our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. Okay, Ulysses. First of all, great um, topics on what you learned from the weekend. Going to be hard to top that. Um, here's a couple of things I learned. First off, we have another MLB opt-out. That is Colin McHugh of the Boston Red Sox. Dude, I call this. I call this. Yeah. Because he was battling back from injury, some type of I don't I can't remember what the injury was, but he was uh, you know skeptical from the beginning. I remember him doing an Instagram uh, walkthrough basically from Fenway, and he was like, "How do I feel about taking resources from normal citizens by me just playing this mm, game?" That's and right. All these masks and, and 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 testing can go to normal people instead of us athletes like. I called it, bro. Wow. So we are now... 15? 14. I count 14. Technically 13 because Tyson Ross isn't on a team. But let me count. So Uh -uh. you might be right, 15. I might be missing count here. So we've got... We were 13 last time without counting Tyson Ross. So we've added now 14. So it really is 15, but I'll give you 14 because he's a free agent. So not up to 20 yet, which is your barometer here. Yes. So we've got Wellington Castillo, Ian Desmond, Felix Hernandez, Jordan Hicks, Michael Kopech, Mike Leak, Nick Markakis, Colin McHugh, Hector Noesi, Buster Posey, David Price, Joe Ross, Tyson Ross, Ryan Zimmerman. How many is that? Uh, that is 14. Subtracting Tyson Ross, that is 13, buddy. 
You're missing one, 13. buddy. I'm telling you, we were 13 last time. Hey, Count again. I don't. I think we were 13 with Tyson Ross. Oh my God. Semantics aside, we're not up to 20 yet. <laughs> we're not we up will, to man. 20 yet. We will. Man, we're getting closer. I mean, how how much would it suck if a player like the day before the season? All right, gearing up for opening day. No, I'm gonna sit this one. I feel no, like this is the last opportunity for somebody to opt out, unless maybe it's the week of the this season. weekend. Yeah. Yeah, unless middle of the season somebody reaches some kind of threshold for their salary or whatnot, or they're just like, this is just too much for me. I can't. I can't with this. Correct me if I'm wrong, but say you opt out of the season, you cannot opt in again. Is mm. that right? Once you're I out, do not know. you are out. But if I had to guess, that would make sense because we don't know where people have been. They could have been fully affected yeah. and... Not maintaining exactly. social distancing. You say you're and out. You're out. I this think, is it. It's like a tattoo. It's permanent, baby. That yeah. thing's staying. You can remove it, but it'll take a lot of time and a lot of money to remove. But I think, yeah, you're on the you're right. A lot of pain. There. I'm going to assume that if you opted out, you're not opting back in. Right. I think that's the rule. I think MLB has said you opt out. Okay, fine, but you're not yeah. coming. Go back your in. merry way. Right. By the way, um, so without Colin McHugh. The Red Sox, man, their pitching staff looks weak. <laughs> I mean, it's weak. You know who their I mean. opening day starter is? Erod? No, he has the COVID. They have announced it is oh. your boy, Nathan Eovaldi, Mr. 599ERA last season. <laughs> and who's behind him as of right now, tentatively? Martin Perez, Oof. your boy, Ryan Weber. Uh, ACDC's Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson was an ACDC, right? And I guess they will use an opener on the fifth day as of right now. So I guess Eduardo Rodriguez theoretically will be in the rotation at some point, but not right now. Um, Yeah, this team ain't making playoffs, I'm telling you. Yeah, if if you're a Red Sox fan and you're still like, no, they're they're going to go to – the lineup is just too good. (laughs) Okay, okay. Yeah, sure. They'll – yeah, you know what? The lineup – the Red Sox lineup is going to score 10 runs. But you know how many the Red Sox (laughs) pitching is going to let in? 20. It's going to be a softball game, slow pitch softball, baby, where it's just like 18 (laughs) to 16 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. When you're without Chris Sale, when you're without David Price, when you're without the second-best position player in all of baseball, Mookie Betts, uh, yeah, you're probably not making the playoffs. Um, Doesn't that make you happy? I, do you just, oh, just give me a huge smile on my face? This is awesome. Okay, give me a record. Give me a tentative record for the Red Sox right now. Well, I, I'm, uh, I think we agree that the Jays are going to be better than the, the Red Sox. I'll get to that in a moment, but yes, okay. I do think so. I do think that the Jays are very close to being a 500 team. I don't think they'll quite make it. 500 so, in a 60-game season. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So then that means that the Jays are around 28 wins. That means I think the Red Sox are about 25 wins. Yeah. I, I'm going to say 26 and 34. Okay. Without knowing much about their schedule. I just, yeah. Me too. I, I'd be willing to bet the house that they're not going to finish 500. Like, yeah, I, I think they're exactly. definitely going to be under 500 for sure. They'll get some wins against the, the Orioles and the Marlins after that. I'm not so sure uh, going forward. Um, you mentioned them, the Toronto Blue Jays. Well, we might have to call them something else. Maybe the Buffalo Oof. Blue Jays this season or, Dunedin, or the Dunedin Colin? Blue Jays. Yeah. Uh, or the Nashville Blue Jays because they will not <laughs> be playing their home games in Toronto this year. So they were given permission 
by Toronto in the province of Ontario. Okay, you guys can play home games here. You got to do a bunch of quarantine protocols, and it's going to be a mm-hmm. huge mess, but we'll let you do this. And then the Canadian federal government steps in just the other day and says, nah, there's too much traveling no. going on. You got teams from Florida coming up here, um, you know, disrupting our waters, and, and, and you're, you're making it a cesspool. Can't have that. You guys got to play elsewhere. So the Blue Jays are now, for right now, they're pretty much homeless. They're looking at Buffalo, but that's not even a guarantee right now. Right. Apparently, the, the lights at the, the Buffalo Stadium, the AAA affiliate, uh, where the AAA affiliate of the Blue Jays play, like their lights aren't up to MLB standards and for MLB broadcast. So trying to get those switched in and out by their home opener on July 29th is going to be an issue. Moreover, the clubhouse, the training room, all the facilities and amenities you need is going to be a headache. Like the Blue Jays. Okay. I, I, yeah, go ahead. Can you play a season with 29 teams? I don't see why not. Okay. Can you play a season with 28 teams? I don't see why not. Where is the line? I'm not going to make it hard, difficult for the <laughs> listeners here, but like there, there must come a time where Right. Manfred and Co. go, okay, we can't play the season with X teams. This is not 17 teams. Okay, we can't do this. We can't. This is ridiculous. Um, we can't. Like, the, so. Maybe the number <laughs> of playoff teams? Because they, they want that playoff money, right? So how many playoff right. teams are there? Ten? Four, four days away from opening day and a team is homeless. What are we doing here? Yeah. Here's the thing. The Blue Jays should have. I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but they had to right. realize this was very much a possibility that the federal government of Canada would step in and say, no, not happening, mm-hmm. especially with all the burgeoning cases in Florida. And then Atlanta is a hot spot as well. And just, I mean, the United States would, in general is a hot done, spot. Though? Cause like bu- Buffalo doesn't have the MLB standard lights and everything else. Dunedin, Florida is going crazy with the cases here. Yeah. Uh, so and Toronto's not going to let you. I mean, where, where, what, what do they do? Like what would, were they able to do two weeks ago, three weeks ago? They, that that was available to them. I mean, I guess what, it was to play in they, Dunedin, but the the rise of COVID cases scare them yeah. away. Well, here's the thing: I don't see why they can't play in Dunedin if the Rays are playing at the Trop, right? Let's and, and, my, and the Marlins teams. are playing in Miami. Why can't why can't the Blue Jays play in Dunedin, where a lot of the players already have off season homes? A lot of the the trainers and and staff have off season homes and they just did an $80 million renovation to that place. I don't see why they couldn't make that work or maybe they could split home games at the trop. Oh boy. There's the revenues to once, (laughs) right? You could do that. You could do that. Number two, let's say, okay, Dunedin is is their home. This would play really, really nicely for the Rays. Why? Because as we've talked uh, on this, like maybe a couple of weeks ago, when the, when the schedule came out, the Rays have to travel the mm-hmm. fifth most, I think, or sixth yeah. most, top uh, ten, out definitely. of all teams, and all the top five teams are on the West Coast. So the Rays are kind of screwed mm-hmm. in the traveling that they have to do with miles uh, accumulated for the sixty game season. Now you put the Blue Jays down here in Dunedin. Those miles, those miles are going to drop, and guess who's going to take the brunt of that? New York Yankees, the Red Sox. It, it would help Baltimore Orioles, which I guess I don't know how much that would help, but right. <laughs> um, that would change things. But it would be nice to get a little bit of an advantage over the Yankees, right? 
Yes, it would. Yes, it would. And that's where it definitely would help. And I mean, I, I just go back to this. So Stu, you want to try to play and I guess at the end of the day, three different locations, have spring training in Port Charlotte, play some home games in the Tampa Bay area and play home games in Montreal, dealing with a Canadian government, United States government, a lot of logistical issues, especially if something like a pandemic hits. Uh, I, I don't know. Well just for to the be, race I, too? What's that? This is nice what you're saying. This is really nice mm-hmm. because could this be a thing of like, well, we can't have the two-team thing. Montreal and Tampa is not going to work because yeah. you know the federal government could step in at a time saying, no, 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 you can't do this. This could play good for Tampa Bay Rays fans who want mm-hmm. 81 home games in Tampa Bay. Yes, I agree. It's just, it's going to be tough for the Blue Jays. And I think this could set them back a little bit, just being in limbo. Like, what, what are we doing here? What are we doing? And not even used to the dimensions right. of Buffalo, really. I know a lot of the mm-hmm. guys came up and, and played AAA ball there and everything, but still, you've still. been working out at the Rogers Center this entire time. Yeah. Or the, the last couple, last several Even weeks. if you go back to Dunedin, it would be difficult. Yeah. So that might, eh, that could hurt him a little yeah. bit. On, on the other hand, though, maybe it, it opens up a little bit of, more of a market and fandom for them of you know people living in Buffalo. All right. I see you, Blue Jays. I'll, I'll buy some Toronto gear. I'll, I mean, you're ingraining yourself maybe more into that community going forward. So we'll see what happens. If you had to put, put a guess on it, do you think that they play in Buffalo, Dunedin, or elsewhere? Dunedin. Okay. I'm yeah, going to say the $80 million, The $80 million uh, renovation seals it for me. And, I mean, they'll, they'll just be like, look, what, what are we doing here? Like, it, it's We can play this. And, again, the proximity to the Rays and adding another Florida team might make it more chewable for yeah. not only the, the Toronto officials, but uh, MLB to go, like, sign off on it and say, okay, yeah, you can yeah. use your spring training stadium. From the very beginning, like, again, I know it's, it's tough looking back and, and judging now. Um, or it's easy to look back and judge now, but you should have realized this was a huge possibility and should have been like, okay. <laughs> and I know they probably think at some point, yeah, we can get fans back in the stands and we can have our home atmosphere, but you had to kind of look forward and see, all right, we, we just got to pivot here and we, we got to play wherever somebody's going to let us play. And if that's Dunedin, mm-hmm. Buffalo, wherever, we, we got to find a way to do it because doing this stuff last minute uh, creates right. a big, big headache for sure. Okay, last thing. Last big thing I learned. I learned that Ray's owner, Stu Sternberg, and myself have some things in common. Oh, what is that? Did you happen to read? So we, we talked about the Mark Topkin article where he did the Q&A with Stu Sternberg, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he did a follow-up to, to that article asking Sternberg some general, a lot of non-baseball-related questions, some personal fun humanizing questions don't don't you dare tell me he has an off-season home in indiana and you grew up next to that house no not not quite that level of things in common (laughs) but i did learn he has great taste in television shows oh okay yeah he's been watching better call saul homeland curb your enthusiasm and uh, Schitt's Creek. I, I have not seen that one, but I've seen and enjoy Better Call Saul, Homeland, and Curb. I tell you, Homeland is, a, is fantastic. As a fan of 24, when Homeland came out, I was like, beautiful. Mm-hmm. This is even, you know, that was great. 
I haven't seen Better Call Saul, Saul Breaking Bad, but Shit's Creek is really funny. Okay, Schitt's I'll have Creek to check is that really out. Really funny, yeah. And I recommend you watch Better Call Saul because that is okay. a very good. It's a good follow up. As good as Breaking if, Bad, I don't know about as good, but still, it stands on its own for sure. And you'll okay. watch it. I think it's on Netflix. Okay. Now the difference, of course, is. Sternberg is probably watching from a gold-plated television with <laughs> some Dude, some busboy serving him drinks. I don't know. Do you think he has his like like uh, like a whole private home theater, home cinema situation? I mean, you have to, right? A hundred percent. If you're a billionaire, you have to. If you're a millionaire, usually you have one of those. If you're a billionaire, Bucket seats. He, he might have mo- multiple ones. For all I know, for all Just I one know. for Tuesday nights, yes. one yes. for the weekend. Yeah, I he's guess. he's got he's got a room. For every day of the week, he's got uh, Monday movie night room, Tuesday movie night room, and so on and so forth. Only baseball movie dramas in this. uh, There we go. Yes. I also learned the favorite sport to watch besides baseball for him is. I'm going to take a guess. Good guess. It's actually college basketball, which I understand because he's a Northeast guy. I also am a huge fan of college basketball. So, hey. Sternberg, a man of the people, right? He's just like <laughs> us, right? Of course. Um, I also learned he enjoys Milano cookies, which are very good from yes. Pepperidge Farm. This might be the biggest revelation here. He no. has a Twitter account. No. Yes. But in this article by Topkin, it is not revealed what that Twitter account is. Moreover, Sternberg says he just likes things. He doesn't really post things. So this has to be some investigative journalist. Yes, 100%. Get, get Snowden on this one. Who, what <laughs> is Sternberg's Twitter account? You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call out a listener, Yancey. Yancey okay. Eden, he, he's active on Twitter. I think the, uh, active on fantasy uh, baseball stuff. He might have the end here. Maybe Yancey has the, the, the answer. I don't know. But yeah. uh, man, this would be exciting to to see you know is it a phantom account like i mean obviously it doesn't say it's to sternberg you know i, so I know i says... tried that and it didn't when it came <laughs> okay up. there is so another Stu sternberg out there but it is not him you know maybe if he's smart then he would do something like uh brian one eight three four five seven eight nine five you know it's definitely I away got, with... like a i think it's definitely a burner account type yeah. of deal um it's yeah. probably like at montreal rays or something like that or yeah. Raised to Montreal. I don't know. I think I, I feel like he uh, I feel like he's he retweets or, or is liking a lot of thing positive things that are said about Sternberg or Montreal or, or things like that. Any t- anytime we put a poll out, you know, like, hey, do you think Stu is this guy? He like votes against it. Yes. And, you know, so it's like, hey, come on, guys. He's but that is OK guy. That is like I want to know more than I anything. Know. What account that is. It could also be a private account for all we know. Yeah. But I I wonder how many MLB owners or owners of sports teams or billionaires for that matter have Twitter accounts. If they're they're younger than 60 years old, I'm I'm 100% sure they have it. Okay. If they're older than 60, there's like a 50% chance that they have it. Twitter, I mean, come on. You, You have to be on it. You have to be on it. It's yeah. uh, it's how you get your new cool thing, baby. Let's go. Yeah, and Stu, if you're listening, follow Locked On Rays on Twitter at <laughs> yeah. Locked On Rays. Oh, that would be cool. Does he follow at Locked On Rays? That would be yeah. pretty cool. Um, and on that note, we will be creating a Venmo account or Cash App, and 
Sternberg on Twitter. If you want to send us some cash, we would fully, yeah. fully appreciate we'll it. We'll sell out, baby. We'll, 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 we'll say the good things you do, Stu. Oh, Don't for the right it. price, this will be yes. a Stu Sternberg We Love Stu podcast. Oh, hell we, yeah, yeah. We can be bought. Your we vote can be. be. Bought. Yeah, let's put it out there. We yeah. can be bought. <laughs> Let me reiterate that. For the right price, that can be done. <laughs> All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you on Tuesday.